Welcome to Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our fair familiars and witches in history. Sorry, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. I am the magical, mystical Jane. <laughs> And uh, my name is Linda, but uh, this week you can call me Master Cheese. (laughs) That's right. I am a master of the universe. Hey, I almost called myself the magical, mystical Mr. Mistopheles, okay? Because I was like, I'm going with cats right now. (laughs) But I am a master now. I am the master of the universe. So what are we covering today? (laughs) Just let me be the master, damn it. No. (laughs) No. I'm going to insist that now that I've got my master's, I'm going to insist that everybody call me the master (laughs) or master cheese. (laughs) I have no respect for people, okay? You should know this by now. I'm not going to call you master. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you are in my friend family scale. I'm just like, nah. nah." (laughs) You get be called whatever I feel like you need to be called. I was talking about it with my boss and he was like, as long as you're not one of those people that insists that everybody calls you the master. I was like, Fuck, no, just my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Castro, MS. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so now I've got my master in science and uh, now I, I have no excuses. So... <laughs> There will be more uh, actual uh, uh, favorite familiars, minisodes, and uh, I shall be getting on time with the goddamn uh, postings. So, uh, yeah, and now you are all my accountability buddies. So, (laughs) (laughs) giving you responsibility. You can't leave. You're my accountability buddy. Two weeks later, I'm sorry, everyone, the episode's late. Something came up. (laughs) I was stuck on my puzzle page. (laughs) Damn it. Don't see into the future. (laughs) I told you about that. (laughs) Magical, (laughs) mystical (laughs) change. Because you and I both know that that's going to (laughs) happen. I know. I'm just preparing everybody else in case they haven't noticed the pattern yet. (laughs) Well, I did get sick, so I feel like I've got that out of the way. And now, (laughs) hopefully, I don't have any excuses. Um, And I am going to uh, be more diligent with my my planning and my bullet journal, and I'm going to get shit done. And uh, I'm saying it. So. Okay. Anywho. Okay. (laughs) What the hell are we talking about today? <laughs> We're talking about uh, season, the Chilean Adventures of Sabrina, season two, episode four, The Filler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Chilling Adventures of Fillers. The I, Chilling I, Fillers of Sabrina. I'll admit, after I watched this episode, I was actually curious like what some people's reviews were. And I found an article, I think, from Vulture. And they basically wrote this off as like, it's... I don't know how this advanced anything. It just felt like a yeah. redux of the uh, dream, uh, the dream demon that they yeah. uh, fought, except not as good. Whereas 
Yeah, like there's like a few little points, but what they did for me more than anything else was make me question, which I have been doing throughout this entire series, which is there was clearly something more that they want to do with the whole the series as a whole. That because mm-hmm. they were canceled, I feel like that they left certain things hanging, um, or things that they could have expanded on. Um, yeah, so we'll, unfortunately, we'll this, um, yeah. they were canceled because of Kiernan Shipka's big um, sex scandal, and nobody wants to talk about oh, it. God, don't do that to the poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Salem I mean, look, the Cat's big sex for anything, scandal. It was her singing "Changes" <laughs> with uh, Willow Smith and. Um, oh no! Um, yeah. Oh no! Don't look that up. I think it was changed. Oh, I can't no. remember. It was a David Bowie song. I was like, I heard like about 10, ten seconds of it. And I'm like, and I am noping out of this. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I've seen some really good covers of uh, uh, like, well, tributes. Like, um, was it his name? Uh, Michael C. Hall. Um, he did a really great tribute song to um, to Bowie. But anyway. Well, okay, um, let, me, let me put it this way. When you do a tribute song, should ninety should about seventy percent of the words be spoken or sung? Oh no! <laughs> Don't look it up. You I know only I'm heard going s- to because oh. of my morbid curiosity. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm a message alone. at like one a.m. in the morning, going, "Jane, I'm sad." <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm be like, I warned so you. <laughs> Oh, why are we surrounded by shit and terrible fire? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, when I after this episode, my impression was that um, it's it's their version of Treehouse of of Terror. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Such a, a few more characters of terror. So yeah, it's mm. I mean because the the it starts out with um a um. Fortune teller coming into Dr. Service's cafe during a major downpour looking for shelter. And she offers to tell people's fortunes um, just for the day because she doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Which I do wonder that if nobody else is going out in the downpour, which is what something Hilda says, is going like, oh, I don't think we're getting many customers here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know how this person is going to yeah. help you bring in customers. But. And then Dr. Cerberus was like, that ain't too bad, is it? Let's get dead. De- oh, God damn it. We have a customer. <laughs> and she doesn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. I was going to finally get some. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's a she's a tarot card reader. And they have um, some of the characters come in. You've got Sabrina. You've got Harvey. You've got Roz. You've got Theo. And you've got Zelda coming in, having their fortunes told. And I think the best way of doing this is probably going in order of who gets their fortunes told. And the first one is, of yeah. course, Sabrina, um, and she enters with Nick. And we're just right. We've just recovered from the um, Nick's Luper werewolf Kalia. familiar uh, trying to kill Sabrina and Nick and Sabrina stabbing her over and over and over again in the back. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, saving his yeah. life. But yes. That one, like, it. I have to admit that it annoyed me. Uh, Sabrina annoyed me in that. Because she was like, well, he lied to me about his familiar and not killing his familiar. And how can I trust him after that? I'm like, bitch, like he told you, like he can't kill this, this familiar that he thinks of as a, as like a parent figure or as like 
a family member. He explained it to you. It, it it's not like he was like, um, like like he he lied about breaking up with uh, a, a girlfriend on the side or something. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry, but there. I I just like when she says like okay, uh, she tells, um, Ms. Uh, McGarvey or uh, McGee as uh, as uh, Hilda calls her the tarot um, reader. The fortune, yeah, and uh, and I had to agree with her when she says one little lie, <laughs> like like yeah, what the fuck, Sabrina? But then they start showing like. Um, and this is another thing. Okay. So with each of these tarot readings, they go into this story and, um, I like, they never make it clear if it's like, if the characters are seeing this play out in their mind or if, uh, the tarot reader, Ms. McGee is telling them like, okay, then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. But if that's the case, then like they should be, shouldn't they be worried that like with, um, okay. So in Sabrina's, um, shouldn't she be concerned that this person, uh, this complete stranger is saying like, and then the weird sisters are going to, uh, going to do a spell to make like, wait, 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 what'd you say? (laughs) i'm sorry how do you know this (laughs) i think she does actually say later on that you know it's it's not a exact future Mm -hmm. like i can't remember which character she says it after she says it's not an exact future um it's just it's sort of like um they, they almost feel like moral tales without a moral yeah um so it's like 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 uh theo's is probably the best example of you know yeah, uh, a more of a moral tale without the actual thing happening. Um, mm. Yeah, with, with Sabrina's like, I, I I appreciate the fact that in the end the tarot reader had like Nick's back, which is sort of like, look, trust your bad boy warlock. It's okay, <laughs> but trust no one else. Yes. Trust your bad boy warlock. Yeah, yeah, a little a little dark there after a bit. Um, although I. man the weird sisters in her vision are just so catty again they they go through that stage of like being friendly to then being like super catty and super evil Mm -hmm. um that even like in the very end when it's like everybody's back to reality and nick and sabrina are just like um laying together and she says like hey like could you like not hang out with the weird sisters he's like don't you trust me and she's like i don't trust them and i'm like yeah that's Mm -hmm. a telltale like abuse (laughs) line (laughs) <laughs> that's what i was thinking i like, mean now I, um, now to be fair i have kind of worked this out in my mind going like okay now if it was a normal situation of human 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 no magical powers i completely understand kind of that weird sentiment i yeah or i don't understand that weird sentiment. it's just multiple humans i do kind of understand the sentiment when you've got like these three girls who could actually do these bad because they've already given her like a blood mm-hmm. curse they've already done things to her like before all of this happened. So like, I do. And Dorcas tried to like, um, or, or was it? No. Yeah. Dorcas tried to, um, basically, uh, scam him into sleeping with her for Lupercalia. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of get that. They pre-scammed her, but yes. Yeah. True. But (laughs) I, I am saying like, I, I get not trusting them. 
Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's such a it, it's that line that just is like it's just crazy with I know, like it made me kind of like too. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I've seen that happen with exes, and I mean with with friends, and I've also had that happen with exes where it's like, um, so if you just give up all your friends and just trust me um yeah, everything will be okay like yeah and so like I've seen it enough that now it just kind of makes me cringe and it's like huge red flag um, but but to be fair yeah um Dorcas tried to scam him into sleeping with her so um yeah oh yeah <laughs> No, it's like one of those things where it's like, I kind of get it because they are really powerful, clearly, especially as a trio. So mm-hmm. I get it. Still doesn't sound right to my ears and it doesn't really fit with like her beginning character of being, you know, very independent woman and, yeah. you know, ultra. And they they have like kind of going to what you were saying before. They haven't been like that in a while, like especially um, um, with with. um. Oh my God, why am I doing this? Um, with, um, oh God, I was thinking of her, her real name, uh, Tati, oh, Prudence. Oh, Prudence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Prudence isn't like her bestie. It's not like they're having sleepovers and braiding each other's hair, although there's nothing to braid on Prudence. But I mean, like, but at the same time, she's not, she hasn't been a complete bitch to her. Yeah, no, they they've had they're now having a more cordial relationship of yeah. a not quite frenemies, like a little bit better than frenemies, like a step up from there. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's like this whole the whole vision that she gets where and, and to describe the vision basically is uh they do a talent show and Nick decides to do stage magic which and apparently he does every year. Yeah. And of course, like it's an audience of women, which should have been the first clue that this yes. is a vision. <laughs> and they're all like, "Ooh, we get to go and everything," and they're all trying to volunteer. And uh, he does his little performances. And the last one, of course, is to make Sabrina levitate. And during the levitation spell, um, the weird sisters get control of Sabrina, and she ends up floating out of the roof and floating up into space and dying and just floating. <laughs> it was all a vision, and that's when the um, the tarot reader says like, oh, no, you can trust your bad boy warlock, just nobody else. And they leave all happy and you get a weird sense. <laughs> to, to her credit, Sabrina actually says, like, yeah, but I'm not like going to go to space and die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How real is this vision? <laughs> but um, before that, I I got one recording clip for this this episode and i've got to share it because sabrina um comes in with nick and it's nick's first visit to uh oh, Dr. I know what you're talking about. yeah this was the weirdest <laughs> I response love, i love it so much i had to get it okay here it is Ooh, look in a cold section <laughs> i know it's like he's like excited about a hum a, a alleged human store having an occult <laughs> yeah. section it's like Ooh, look. <laughs> what books do you guys not have at that school where you'd be excited about an occult section? Or is it like one of those things where it's like, these are like our funny comic book versions of the occult. Yes. I don't know why it just tickles me every time. <laughs> Ooh, look. But that's actually kind of how I feel when I go into a bookstore. <laughs> I said, Ooh, look at a cult section. 
I just have those dreams that if the bookstore has one of those ladders, I can slide. Oh my god, yes. You do the the bell from Beauty exactly. and the Beast slide. Yes. <laughs> I found this provincial life. <laughs> Ma'am, we ask that you please don't slide. The, the ladder is for employees only. <laughs> they have a sign that says no playing bell. <laughs> amazing oh man and um okay so i think we should probably just go in order because next is theo and um theo uh, there's a couple of things in here that and i'm still waiting for it to pay off so i don't know how much of it i should reveal but um because there are things obviously i don't remember how it all worked out but i'm so um, sorry to interrupt but i don't know if you can hear my like cat purring asmr (laughs) nope (laughs) i don't hear it that or else i'm just completely blocking it out because i hear cats all the time (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) they say they'll be okay (laughs) cat (laughs) anyways um and theo's theo's obviously going through um the the problem of being trans and unable to transition due to obviously the financial issues would be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it now sounds like his dad is um, very supportive or at least supportive enough um, that you know, like it, the main issue is the money. And that's something that uh, Theo brings up to, or in a way brings up to the uh, tarot reader Mm-hmm. And um, when he's first reading uh, Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis, so I was like, "No, honey, that's not what it's about." Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Well, yeah. Well, and, and there's a couple of other things because you've got because um, the reading turns, um, you know. So Theo's trying to look for a way to transition without needing to raise all the money, and um, they get the. Uh, he goes in and steals a spell that will help him transition. Oh, after great aunt Dorothea tells him to. Yes. And it brings me back to some other things where like, like remember when, uh, uh, when Theo and Dorothea were kind of laughing and she's, he was kind of like talking. It sounded like he was talking to himself. And the assumption is that it's Dorothea's ghost. Oh yeah. And, like there, he tried to like steal something as well, and I, I'm starting to think like, is there like a hidden darkness behind Dorothea that I just don't remember? Um, that well, they that's never what addressed. I was wondering too, and like with the um, when the mines uh crashed down, uh, then you know, um, then he, Theo went in there and could have killed himself, but yeah. like, but it was all because. You know, Aunt Dorothea and what's kind like, of whispering I don't know. to him. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't know. And the thing is that well, I'm trying to rack my brain and I don't know if it's ever addressed in the future. And it might be, and I just don't remember. But it almost seems like Dorothea is becoming like a really malevolent force. Yeah. And it saddens me that that's the case, if that's the case. But, you know, I also don't remember if Dorothea comes back after this. Like, I, like she's one of the uh, loose ends that I can't remember if it's ever resolved by the time the series ends, which is what this episode's reminding me of, is what was the deal with Dorothea? <laughs> and it may be resolved. I may be wrong because I haven't watched the whole series again in a long time. And I'm trying to do this episode by episode. But, yeah, right now, you know, She's just telling Theo, going like, yeah, just go steal from the witches and everything will be okay. And you'll just have to mix together a spell and rub it all over your skin. 
and then you'll be a boy. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, yeah, non-trained, you know, witch wizard is going to cry out a spell. <laughs> Go you. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, like, it works in the beginning, and he's got a male body, and he's happy about this, but then he starts turning into a tree. And, and before they even said it, I was thinking, reverse Pokia, uh, Pinocchio. And then Hilda <laughs> says, oh, it's a reverse Pinocchio. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I looked back and I realized like, oh, that wasn't so clever of me because they had a um, in the locker room scene when um, Theo's a real boy and all the... Um, the her uh, like his teammates on the the basketball team are all like, "Hey Theo, that was a great play," and you know they're just like they've accepted him finally. And uh, in the locker room, there are two posters for the um, the high school play production of Pinocchio. <laughs> it's like ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> little on the nose but sorry yeah well and it, it ends with um theo running to hilda and um theo's dad having to chop off his arm and then think it's solved and of course it ends with then the rest of his body becoming a tree and freaks theo out and the, the moral of the story that the tarot card reader is don't steal <laughs> it's like what <laughs> i mean yeah it's a good moral yeah. but goddamn, that is one way of telling it <laughs> don't steal or you might become a tree <laughs> okay and lose your limb mm-hmm. um like thanks <laughs> yeah that wasn't cool <laughs> yeah. And then um I don't remember who comes next. If it's either Roz or um Harvey. Um I'm trying to remember because like oh, there was one um, that really freaked It was Roz. It was Roz. And Roz has unfortunately, like as Lynn the last episode has gone completely blind. And there's supposedly a surgery that might help her see again. And she's, that's her question is that she's contemplating whether or not to do this. And she lets on is in the vision that the tarot card reader gives us that her dad is basically um, being a low level prophecy preacher. He's getting the church to pay off their mortgage, to give him a new car, you know, like all the, you know, the, the seedy underhand stuff that sometimes comes with um, people who see dollar signs within their faith. Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to see if they'll raise money to pay for Roz's surgery to see if she'll see again, which is, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing that I learned from her vision. And again, something that I don't think is addressed later on is um, – his dealings, if this is a true case, his dealing, how he deals with his congregation and how he uses them to um, better his situation, his life. So, but in the course, like the operation goes wrong and, um, or it doesn't go wrong. Like Roz is able to see in the, like the tarot vision shows that she's able to see, but of course it involves taking the eyes of a parishioner's daughter in order to see again. Yeah. So, cause Roz feels like crap and she goes to, you know, read to the blind and yeah, it's, um, and she makes it decision. she does tell her dad, um, when her dad comes back that, you know, she'd rather try to like have the money, like save up themselves or try to make do. So she's at least made her decision, which again, it's, it's, 
it's an interesting story, but I think it's more of a look into like what is her dad like, and I again I don't think that that comes up later as a plot point. Yeah, it it, it kind of like calls into question like wait, what is her dad doing? And it kind of, it sounds like there's something going on with her dad when she tells uh, um, Harvey that, like, I don't want my dad to borrow money from the church because he's, um, he asked for, or he needed a new car and, um, and he asked the church and got it and he needed, or we needed a house and he asked the church and he got it. And I'm like, are you trying to hint that like there's something suspicious with Roz's dad? What's going on? Yeah, and again, I don't. Th- I again, it, I, I may be wrong, but I don't think it's ever addressed again, and that frustrates me because mm-hmm. I feel like it at one point could have been a plot point that I'm just I either am not recalling as something that got wrapped up, or you know if. Yeah, I'm just not sure. And that it, it frustrated me to see that because it felt like something that could have been an interesting thing to expand upon in Roz's life, but I don't think it ever does. Which <laughs> I'm just like, well, but okay. Well, and apparently um, he, well, at least uh, according to Netflix, I don't remember seeing this um, in the, come up in the show, but her dad, I mean, not Netflix, uh, IMDb, but uh, her dad is apparently like the reverend. He's like the head of the church. So yeah. I don't know if like she's suspecting him of like manipulating them. Well, that's what it seems like know. she's implying. Like I said, it sounds very like um, low level Joel Olstein crap. So, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, well, I just have to ask my church to give us a blessing and they'll pull through. And also it's like taking advantage of, of the good nature of uh, people's charitable goodness. So it's, yeah. I'm just kind of picturing this as like, okay, hear me out parishioners. <laughs> my daughter needs eyes. <laughs> I need you to give me your daughter's eyes. <laughs> I mean, um, the Lord needs you to give me your daughter's eyes. We also need a jet stream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, 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 uh, a, Daddy wants some jet skis. I mean, God. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a yacht would be nice. <laughs> but in the end, I mean, let's be fair. The, the tarot reader basically, you know, it assures Roz that it's okay to, it, it, you know, she can say no, it's okay, and that that's probably the best decision. Which, yeah, I mean, I I I know things that happened um, in the future for Roz. So I'm just like, I oh, yeah, not saying well, anything. Is the implication when she says, like, she has, she feels guilty about something that hasn't happened yet, and she has to make a decision, is she basically saying that if she gets this surgery, she's going to lose the cunning, or because she's suspicious of, um, like, her dad? I think it's because she's suspicious of her dad, because she knows that they don't have the money just because... He doesn't, <laughs> they don't have the money. Um, so I think it's more, she's just feeling guilty for even considering this notion because she knows, she knows where the money's coming from. Gotcha. So that, that's, that's what I think is going on. And um, so after Roz, we have, um, we have Zelda. Is, I feel like Harvey was the last. 
Um, after Roz, it? yeah, it was Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. <laughs> this was like, I don't know what kind of moral story this was for Zelda. Because honestly, like, <laughs> like, I don't. Like, I love it, though, and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I love her. I mean, I, I like it for different reasons. But the, <laughs> the tarot reader's moral at the end, which was this, I was like, I don't know if that story really gave her that moral. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's best not to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so to be, yeah, to, to kind of give a. A brief uh, overview. Zelda's story is about her upcoming wedding. And of course, the fact that she has hidden one of um, Faustus's or Father Blackwood's um, children away with um, Griselda up in the woods because it's baby Letitia and it's a girl. And she doesn't know if she should tell him or instead like, oh, well, if I just bring Letitia back, explain it, we'll all just kind of laugh and everything will be okay. La-di-da-di-da. That's in her vision. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she goes to fetch uh, Letitia and it turns out that Griselda has consumed Letitia to become young again. And now Griselda's hot. So all's good. Mm-hmm. And she says like, you're going to invite me to your <laughs> wedding. And so I was like, no, she's like, well, I'm going to tell you the secret that I hate you know, Father Blackwood's daughter. <laughs> and then you're the one who gave her to me. Yum, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> she's all like Dr. Phil up in this house eating babies. <laughs> I'm going to eat your little baby. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I like how you give her the cat song. <laughs> I'm going to eat your little baby. Hey, uh, guess what I've been watching recently? <laughs> Between that and Fraser, I keep calling Roz, Roz, and I'm just like, not that Roz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, after getting into the um, uh, my uh, guilty pleasure that used to be a secret. Now it's no longer. um, I've now started binging uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) And uh, in the I think first and second season, uh, I think I think it was the first. um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, one of it had Camille Grammer, one of uh, well, uh, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife, yeah. Yeah, and it did not paint him in the best of all lights. And yeah. To be fair, I can't imagine that show paints anybody in the best of lights. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I that's can't. kind of why I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't do that. Like the, the closest well, I can get to anyway, reality TV know. is kind of, you know, watching um hell's kitchen when my husband's watching it Uh, (laughs) going like wow some of those people are really racist (laughs) (laughs) really really racist oh yeah or sexist they're they're, you know they run the gamut (laughs) i liked his uh was it hotel hell or hotel nightmares whatever that was good too yeah, we're watching but, Next Level Chef together, though, so that's kind of interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, and everybody's, like, being more supportive. It's kind of nice. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to give one of them, like, a big old hug. She's just so happy <laughs> to be there, but she's so scared of failing. It's like, oh, honey. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> people who are watching oh. that show probably know who I'm talking about. Any, if anybody watches my sh- trash, um, <laughs> hit me up. I will talk uh, how Real Housewives all day with you. I am now I won't. finally almost caught up. <laughs> I will not watch Real Housewives with anybody. I, um, I'm on the second to last season. Yeah, I'm. So I'm. Good. I've just rewatched the entire uh, season or series of Frasier, and I'm going to move on to other things. So I'm okay. I did love Frasier like when I was watching it originally, but now it's like I can't look at him in the same light. 
I mean, oh, because of Real Housewives. Yeah, because well, he he was oh, like he 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 went about like he divorced her, but um, the way he did it was really fucked up. I mean, so. to me, it's not even about Frasier itself. It's um, David Hyde Pierce and, you know, yes, John Mahoney yes. and uh, Jane Lee. R.I.P. I know. It's sad. I started <laughs> so, like, watching um, Hot in Cleveland, too. And that has, um, what's her name? Um, who was, is it Jane Leaves? The, Jane uh, Leaves is, um, was Daphne Moon. Yes. Yeah, it has Daphne. Yes. Anyways, this is not the Frasier cast. This is a Sorry. really good in-depth Frasier <laughs> podcast out there. I actually, know of. one of my friends uh, has a great, uh, a great Frasier podcast. It's the Frasier Files. Oh, so. yep, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, because it was also mentioned by, um, uh, I think it was actually shot up by uh, Matt Mira and Kevin Smith on like their short-lived oh. uh, Frasier podcast as well. No kidding. Was, like, look, if you want to go into depth on Frasier episode, they do a better job. If you just want to listen oh, to two wow. people watch an episode, I think it oh, was damn. that one they mentioned. Yeah. Oh, this, I got to tell him. I believe so. <laughs> I cannot. Re- I don't remember because it was years ago when they were doing it. It was like before mm-hmm. like um, Matt Mira had like um, a baby and stuff. So obviously when I years first ago. started uh, the podcast. I, I had to ask uh, I had to ask him like <laughs> like some questions I was like so uh, like I have no idea what I'm doing um like help but I'm anyways sorry. back to Sabrina <laughs> <laughs> so yes the 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 end is um you know she has to invite Zelda has to invite Griselda to the wedding and as um and Zelda decides that she has to tell Blackwood and he catches Griselda and Father Blackwood, you know. Okay, and this is why I love it because she calls him the same thing I do. Griselda does. She calls him Daddy Blackwood. <laughs> oh God, I, I I thought you were gonna laugh at the fact that he's like, don't you know that warlock on his wedding night can snog whoever he wants? And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you for not pulling that clip. <laughs> oh yeah. And of no. course, like, you know, <laughs> Zelda is like freak is, you know, absolutely disgusted and repulsed because, you know, it's technically I, I, I can see it as the Griselda using Letitia's body um, to be young again. So she's seen both the idea that this is his daughter in a weird way, but also Griselda. Oh, who was, yeah. I see it as two different ways. She's looking at it going like, this is wrong. This is wrong. And I'm just like, it is. It's very, very wrong, Zelda. In fact, you be with him is very, very wrong. But in the end, it's like, and again, how is the moral that the tarot card reader is trying to give, which is some lies are best kept, some things are best kept secrets. Like, oh, actually, which I actually wrote should, it down. It's some secrets so. should remain secret. Yeah. And I'm just like, actually, the moral should be maybe I should go check on that old witch in the woods. Yes. She didn't eat a baby. That should be the moral. <laughs> I mean, one would think. Oh, man. <laughs> said, it's, no, keep the secrets. Like, no, no, that's not, that's not what I got from this. <laughs> Go check on that baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all laugh at her at the end. Oh, yeah. At the, the end of her vision, they all laugh at her at Zelda. Everybody's going to laugh at you, Zelda. They're, They're all, all going to laugh, laugh at you. At you. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yep. And then we've got Harvey, 
who is very disturbed by his reading. So his is very uh, like it's very um, heavy with the Lovecraft references. Oh yeah, I was gonna say just the Lovecraft references, not the racism references. No, luckily, <laughs> not that version of Lovecraft. No cats um, with interesting names. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know about it, look it up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, or maybe funny, not. Oh, funny <laughs> like, thing about know. the um, the Lovecraft the the Lovecraft um, was a huge freaking racist. Um, the second South Park game um, that they did, um, the Fractured But Whole, because haha, mm-hmm. ha, funny. There's a scene where the um, police officers are like sacrificing black men to like the demon god, and the police officer says like. Like when they catch him, he's like, no, 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 this is all written in H.P. Lovecraft. There's no way he could be a racist. <laughs> and one of the cops comes and goes like whispers and he's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, my. Oh, oh, my God. Really? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Finally, somebody just called that one out. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I read I say when I was playing, I just burst out laughing. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like back in the day, I I was really excited because the theater troupe I was in, they were going to um, let me uh, write a uh, a play version of uh, either Candide or uh, Reanimator. And I was so excited about it. But um, but then like the the more I, I read into Lovecraft, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, I got to say that the kid, um, well, okay, he's not a kid. The guy playing his uh, roommate, Howard, uh, he was giving me some great, um, great uh, um, Jeffrey Combs vibes. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And and we should probably explain. So Harvey has been accepted to an art school over the summer in Rhode Island. And um, he gets there and his roommate is... um, uh, somewhere a mix between a Norman Bates and um, <laughs> I'm trying to think the Penguin. <laughs> so kind of yeah. like, it's, it's fair. Yeah, but uh, he's you know he's got all this really cool art, and Harvey's like, oh wow, you like like um, like the you like the same kind of stuff I do and everything. Oh, I do horror art too. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's you know, and he's. He's, Did his we just roommates, become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and his roommates just sort of like, hey. <laughs> he's yes. a Renfield. That's what I'm thinking of. He kind of gives me like Renfield vibes yes. too. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. And um, during like one of the nights Harvey's there, he like wakes up and um, his room, um, Howard's just like drawing going like, yes, yes, I see. I see. And then he wakes up and goes, Harvey whispers goes, Howard? And he's like, go back to sleep, Harvey. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, yeah, that that one just wake me up and go like, uh-huh, um, that hallway looks really comfortable right now. <laughs> Outside you know, in the dark seems safer at the moment. <laughs> you know, he's actually been in um, the actor is um, his Nikolai Witchell. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly, but uh, he's been in a lot of shows uh, that, that we've enjoyed or um, are going to cover um, like the magicians. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a couple episodes of that. Uh, Man in the High Castle. Love that. He's been in Supernatural. He's been in um, the an uh, iZombie in an episode. And uh, he's also been in... You probably rec- may recognize him from uh, 19 episodes of Riverdale. As <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Curdle Jr. Yes, I think I remember looking him up one time and realizing he's like, oh... Oh, he's that guy. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I Just remember like the him. girl playing Chris, uh, the younger version of Grismelda was also in a lot of CW shows as well. Well, I yeah, it's, I mean, when you mentioned Supernatural, it's like, oh, of course. And of course, iZombie. It's, mm-hmm. they kind of like just swap people, basically. I mean, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> there was another Riverdale reference in this show, in this episode. Uh-oh. Really? Oh, yeah. When uh, they're in the locker room and they're all like, you know, going like, yeah, Theo, we need oh. those bulldogs to run for their money. I'm like, that's the Riverdale team. <laughs> <laughs> so just to let you know, nice. they destroyed the Riverdale bulldogs. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's... Um, but yeah, Harvey has Harvey's in Harvey's vision. Harvey has the most nonchalant response to a big glowing blue light and his roommate whispering to his art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. I can just go back to sleep. Everything's fine. Yeah. He's here. like, go back to sleep. And he's like, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, go sleepy. <laughs> Explain scary things like I'm Harvey. <laughs> But to be fair to Harvey, he Explain actually stranger did, danger um, like I'm Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I would go with a couple more before we end. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but uh, he actually did have a very insightful moment in Roz's uh, vision, where he was saying, like she was saying that um, I don't know about how my dad got, you know, the uh, the means for my eye operation and. I'm worried. I feel guilty. And he was saying, well, this is a gift that you can't give back. And basically like he was kind of, you know, talking her down and uh, he led her to um, the idea that she should volunteer, give back. Yeah. Pay it forward. No. And that's, I mean, yeah, no, that's, that's Harvey. He's very kind hearted and you know, but it's it's why I've always said it's like, he's not a bad boyfriend. Him and Sabrina just don't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. And he's very insightful and, um, he's, he seems to be like a great friend, but he does have his (laughs) explain X to me. Like I was Harvey. Um, like moments. Yeah. He's, um, (laughs) a little slow sometimes. (laughs) But for that matter, what exactly is an artist colony? I mean, that sounds like a cult thing. Um, It does. It does. (laughs) Like, is there no, uh, like, is this not like a school setting? Is this just a a getaway so you can work on your art type of thing? Thing? I don't it just like, makes me think it's probably like a sleepaway camp for artists almost <laughs> so oh. of course you never see the teachers in this whole entire thing it's just Howard alone with all of his prints and at one point mm. and during that Harvey realized something's wrong when he finds a um, painting that Howard has done of the demon in the mines mm-hmm. and 
He real and he sees that Howard. It is looks looking- like a cutie little Krampus. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like also the demon in the mines. It true. I mean, he doesn't have like little Could hearts around his eyes and doesn't say kawaii. <laughs> so- <laughs> Thank you, Dusko. <laughs> sorry. Nobody can see my visuals when I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm doing the you- chick from Battle Royale. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got to do like the anime face and like the uh the peace symbol. <laughs> Harvey son. <laughs> Open up the closet door, Harvey son. <laughs> exactly. Which yes, it's, yeah, and of course in the end Harvey does open it after he finds Howard swinging from the rafters. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Because, you know, his muses, his yes. muses, his muses, his muses, And he did get the tarot card, uh, the hanged man. Mm-hmm. I never understood that. Why is it hanged and not hung? Um, I mean, why can you be like, why could a man be hanged or he could be well hung in a different sense? Like... I majored in accounting, Linda. That's all I'm going to say. I majored Explain in accounting. To me, Jane. Explain grammar. Like I was Harvey. Um, I guess it's not grammar. Anyway, sorry. English majors, please reach out to Linda. Please. Thank you. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. And of course, the last card that. Um, Oh, they well, we should him, say right. that, like, he looks into the, the tunnel, the closet. Yeah. And it seems like he, he just stands in front of the closet until it's nighttime. <laughs> then- well, yeah, and the, 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 the well, there's also, like, a bright blue light that's uh, uh-huh. surrounding the closet door, and Lizzie's about to rush at him, and then that's when and, like, Harvey... like, screams and stuff, and... Yeah, that's when Harvey, yeah. like, jumps back and, um, yeah, freaks out he obviously by that vision opens the door he freaks out and then for like uh, a second they you see uh, a shadow appear behind him and i think it was going to like push him in yeah that's that's kind of the impression but then of course he comes out of the vision and he's got like one other card and freaks out the card and then runs away so yeah. Yeah. Doesn't finish the, the whole... Ace of Pentacles or something. Yeah. And she says that um he uh oh uh she says where is this? Uh that he will suffer for his art, but he doesn't need to leave. That he'll find his true calling, fear in Greendale. And he t- okay. So I have it in my notes. Um where is this? Uh he tells her that that makes sense. What? <laughs> Again, some of these moral stories don't make sense. Of course, it's the the thing. Oh, I mean, fear in Greendale. That's my calling. <clears throat> that makes sense. Okay. Well, wasn't like the last card he got actually like death or something because it no, had I think to it be was death. No, it was uh, the Ace of Pentacles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Yeah, it death was, like was those- a different person's card. Yeah, it's like I was trying to remember, like, because like it it still like freaked him out or something. So and yeah, it's. 
And it, it, of course, of course, this all has, you know, it's ending. Hilda's depressed. She doesn't get a reading. She's like, oh, well. And the Telgari's like, oh, I'll be back, dear. Oh, look, it stopped yeah. raining. It's still pouring rain. And then the rain just disappears. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that. I love that. Like, oh, look, it's, it stopped raining. It's still pouring. as she says that, and this just clears up. I'm like, yeah, oh. like just like two seconds later. It's like, like, well, oh, so I'm like, Hilda, you're a witch. You should. <laughs> notice these things as a spit. <laughs> and, and of course, um, oh, do you want to go? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say the Ace of Pentacles uh, generally represents like, um, like opportunities, new beginnings, um, and like um, kind of uh, just like a new start, I guess. Yeah. Is to say a new beginning. So I'll shut up now. Oh, yeah. No, I was going <laughs> to say like in a, and of course the big reveal is that the tarot reader is actually Lilith slash Miss mm-hmm. Um, Warmwood in this where Miss Warmwood's bodysuit. <laughs> so, oh, uh, Wardwell. Wardwell. Yeah. Sorry, so, I don't know why I said Warmwood. I again yeah. reading other things. Um, but yes. Um, I didn't actually see that coming, and I don't know if it's because I was sick as hell. Um, because I've had this stupid sinus infection, like ear infection, and like I, I, I don't know. Like when it happened, I was like, "Fuck yes." <laughs> I am. Um, makes I, me happy. I mean, I I can't say that that was my reaction. I think I figured it out just because it was just all too creepy. But you know, I, the second time around, obviously, I knew who it was, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, I've learned a lot. I'm like, have you? Have you really <laughs> learned a lot, Lilith? <laughs> well, if she tells them. I think she tells. Uh, Theo, that um, as the as you look at the cards, the cards look into you. So she's basically telling Stolas that she's been mining their minds for information. Yeah, though I I would point out that uh, some of them wear their emotions on their sleeves. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like every so often, I'm just like really, you needed this to figure out. Like you know, Theo wants to you know transition, and Sabrina's like freaked out at her boyfriend, and you know, well, Harvey I was, was getting the impression that she was just like, she, like this was her magic trick. She had like just watch this vision. Uh, don't look at my hands and, you know, like while she's mining for other information on Sabrina. Yeah, I can kind of see though a lot of it didn't even have to do with Sabrina herself. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it sometimes ancillary people to Sabrina, but I mean, Zelda's obviously didn't have much to do with Sabrina, though it does have to do with the school. Um, Roz's definitely didn't have anything to do with Sabrina, more to do mm. with whether or not her dad is a, you know, a horrible human being. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that like, while they're preoccupied with their vision, she's mining for information. Yeah. It's like behind the scenes. I don't scenes. know. It's I, like, I, like I said, it's a lot of this is I'm trying to remember what comes next. And I know a number of things that come next that are, I would say more important to the series as a whole. And this episode just <laughs> left me frustrated knowing that there are these little things that I don't think ever wrap up um, in the final I season. I was hoping you would say in the next episode, Harvey forgets completely about the vision. and He's like, I'm going to go to that arts colony. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that doesn't happen. No, they all they all deal with their visions. Yeah, but it's again, that's that's where 
like I said, this episode just felt like filler with like a few insights that again, I I'm I'm searching and maybe I'll be proved wrong as we dig back into this. I cannot remember some of these being resolved or being expanded upon or just mm-hmm. kind of left hanging there. Well, so. and I was thinking with that that idea of like, well, what the hell happened cuz I thought that uh that the weird sisters were now like cooler with um with her. I thought they had like they were in a place of don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with you with Sabrina. And like, I, it doesn't make any sense that, that, um, they would try to kill her. Or they reduce them Um, back to the snotty bitches or the mean girls of, yeah. uh, So that's what, that's what made me think that, um, that these visions are just something that, um, that Lilith just kind of pulled out of her ass to, to, um, to, uh, Mold uh, them into like a yes. letting the guard down. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. Possible, but again, it's I'm trying to search again to fi- to remember. Like I again, I know what's coming up. I know what's going to happen. I I know the big major plot points that are about to occur. I don't know how this would have helped her in these future major plot points. Is the issue? That's why I'm like, yeah. I I mean, I think it was just plain old filler, but um. I, I think it may have also been a convenient tool for them to like in the future of like, well, how the hell would miss, uh, or well, how the hell would Lilith know about that? Then they could say, Oh, well she found it in their brains. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, Sabrina does go to Wardwell whenever she's in a crisis and she doesn't want to talk to her aunt. So I mean, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> Wardwell's kind of been like, you know, her lean on. A yeah. Bit too much. True, but we're not talking about Ambrose yet. Oh, it was Ambrose had the last one that freaked him out. Okay. That yeah, was that a, was a really good one. Oh, yes. No, Ambrose had the darkest one. Now I remember. Mm. Thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot because like his was just, oh, just, yeah. And his ending also, again, it's, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Ambrose's <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, he says like in the beginning, um, she says something like, uh, that his partner isn't there and he's like, uh, or is gone. And he was like, Oh yeah, he's out, out on business. He's very well connected. And she's like, well, um, and uh, you will be too. Just not yet. <laughs> I'm like, okie dokie. And Ambrose has the most laid back way of like first approaching is going like, what? I got a hot boyfriend. I'm gorgeous. I've got everything yep. good for me. It's like, yes, you do, Ambrose. Yes, you and do. And then she pulls out the card that's supposed to like represent Lucas. It's the Hierophant. And then she pulls out the, the Satan card. And he's like, that checks out. <laughs> Just being his usual, like, lovely Ambrose self. <laughs> but yeah. Did you want to? Oh, no, you can continue. Happens? Um, so she shows him, uh, that he, uh, he goes to, uh, daddy Blackwood and, uh, daddy Blackwood says that he wants him to, um, to join the, uh, brotherhood that they have, that he has started called, uh, the Judas society. Also known as um, the proud warlocks. I was going to say, <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know what's really funny is I think even like um, the Vulture article I was reading about the review of this episode kind of did the exact same comment. They called the Proud Roar Logs. They're just like, yeah, it's pseudo this. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm not the only one who thought that when I first saw this episode. <laughs> yes, because he was saying that um, basically his thing is that uh, the uh, women have been keeping us down for centuries. <laughs> to Wizards true should calling. Be- <laughs> yes. And we should be, we are destined for greatness, except for all those damn vaginas and ovaries. Um, and, and, uh, then Ambrose is kind of like, okay, cool. And like, um, anyway, it, it kind of starts with Daddy Blackwood kind of calling him brother and saying like, um, I'm going to teach you alchemy and all this stuff. And and um and then ambrose is just kind of like um like a a zombie basically and he's 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 just like a puppet really yeah yeah he's being controlled by what he's created and he goes on a killing spree (laughs) yeah and then he starts calling like referring to him as son and um and i think we all know that that's like how daddy blackwood is basically manipulating him because he knows that he needs a father figure because he's been um, surrounded by all these women and they've made him too soft. Shinas. <laughs> and is there really such thing as a clitoris? <laughs> it's one of those lies the women have come up with. I've never seen it. <laughs> anyway, um, that was a word for word. I was going to say. <laughs> And Linda is ad-libbing now. Um, but we do find out from this story that uh, that that Ambrose has been imprisoned basically on house arrest with the Spellman women for 75 years. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, he just looks amazing for his age. Well, I mean, so does Zelda and Hilda. I mean, when exactly. their powers are taken away, like parts of them start falling off. So of course Ambrose is doing the exact same thing to himself. Um, mm. Yeah. I, again, I'm trying not to say anything about this because I know there's other stuff about his imprisonment that I know come up later on. So I'm, I'm keeping mum. <laughs> so. And now for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> hey listeners, would you like to look young forever? Sure. Jeez. We all would. How do I do it? Through the power of Satan. <laughs> hey, Satan. <laughs> what can Satan do for you? <laughs> special <laughs> time and special will of Woodland Critter Christmas. Hey, Satan. <laughs> Sorry, that's the only thing I think about now when I hear that. <laughs> Go to satansfountainofyouth.com and use the code BroomFlix. <laughs> Neither tested nor completed by the people involved in the podcast. (laughs) Now let's talk about stamps.com. No, Jesus. (laughs) Still exists. Anyways, if anyone wants to sponsor us, I I was going to say, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but um, I'd like to, to think so. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. So he goes on a killing spree, kills everybody Hilda, Zelda, and Sabrina. And he comes back just, you know, covered in blood and in that zombie state. So freaks yeah. him the F out and he runs away with the death card. That's who gets the death card. Remember, that's freaks mm-hmm. him out. And um, 
in the real world, after he runs away from this um, tarot card reader, uh, he go. Uh, Father Blackwood actually does tell him that Lucas has died in service, which is so, why he got the death card and why yeah. what freaked him out so much. Yeah, so it's. Yeah, it's and unfortunately that is true. Like that's not like a vision. I can I'll I will I will assure everybody that if you haven't seen the next episode, yes, that is an actual event that has happened. Lucas is dead. So, or in another way of saying it, the actor did not get called back for the second season. And I'm just being a bitch here. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. He didn't remember you. He didn't appear in the second season. <laughs> he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, maybe he. I, I gotta look it up. Maybe he had a, a different project that came up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying anything about the actor. <laughs> it's more, I mean, <laughs> I, my assumption is that his character was at some point meant to die. And I can't remember if he did appear at any point in the second season. I just remember it's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of gone. And it's like, yeah, he's on a mission. That's why, you know, Ambrose is making out with all the weird sisters and everything's all cool. And so I was like, yeah, Luke, trust me. It's like, did Luke. That's either. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did Luke take off? <laughs> it's like the soap operas when they're like oh yes he uh, uh is out of town on business for months <laughs> and then he comes back as a different actor <laughs> yeah uh she's in a long-term coma uh yeah <laughs> actress is really having a baby <laughs> and months later she returns oh she's out of the coma <laughs> I love how uh, how I met your mother dealt with that with uh, Allison Hannigan being pregnant. Where like <laughs> they hit it very well for uh, like a whole season until like one scene um, they were having a flashback to when she won a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> they, oh, have her, they have her stand up with her big ass pregnant belly. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I did kind of like how they also. Um, hid uh Daphne's uh pregnancy yes. or uh Jane Leaves pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> that was good. And then they announced like the size of the baby for how much weight she saw. It's like, oh that's kind of cute. <laughs> oh I love it when like shows have fun with the pregnancies and they don't like just spend a whole season like with them holding boxes or behind statues Big purses or whatever. Or yes. Yes. <laughs> It's like, oh, look, I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, my leg broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but I, I should say that I, I was very happy to find out that uh, Mrs. Ms. McGarvey McGee, the uh, um, the woman who played the, the tarot card reader, was uh, Veronica Cartwright, who you may know uh, from Alien. She played Lambert. She's the one who goes, oh, God. And um, she was oh, a well rehearsed also... line. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was also in the Witches of Eastwick, which we are going to cover eventually. Um, and we better, damn it. And um, she was also in Invasion of the Body Snatches, uh, the one from uh, 1978. And she was in The Birds. But uh, she was also in an episode of Supernatural as well. And um, she, I mean, she, she's been at a lot of stuff. Uh, she's been around forever and she's beautiful and I love her. Um, and that's that. <laughs> but I want to say she was also in um, 
uh, Witches of East End, but I could be wrong on that. But that's another show we might have to get to eventually. I don't know. I'm assuming well, we'll we get to see. a lot of this stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, the director was uh, Alex Garcia Lopez. And I was so fucking impressed by looking him up. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this person. Um, he is from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and he's directed. Um, he's one of those people that has directed uh, so many shows, probably at least one that you love. Uh, he's directed the um, live action series of Cowboy Bebop, which I am so fucking hoping comes back. I am really, really hoping. Um, and um, yeah, okay, I was going to say something uh, negative to the people that hated it. But uh, oh. I won't do that. <laughs> I, um, say, I haven't watched <laughs> it yet, so I have no opinion. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and also he's directed a couple episodes of The Witcher. And um, he also, I love this so much. He's directed a couple episodes of, um, well, he's directed a couple episodes of Residue. I haven't seen that yet. But he did direct three episodes of season three of Misfits. And if you haven't seen Misfits, check it out right now. It's uh, it's a British show uh, series and it's fucking amazing. I love it so much. And um, it's one of the uh, the only series that I've cosplayed as or like as a character from. So, yes, please do check it out. Misfits. It's awesome. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I just like oh. give me the rope trauma. It's like, oh yeah, that person. Oh yeah. It's like I start looking them up, like, oh yeah, yeah. She does all <laughs> behind the curtain, everybody. Linda does all the research on the rise of directors. I just sit here and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> She's the legs. Yes. Uh. And explain and explain the episodes or the books. Yes, I'm the gams. <laughs> I was gonna say, if I'm the brains, we're in trouble. <laughs> but also one thing I noticed and um Listeners, I want your input. If you can go to like our social medias, go to uh, maybe Twitter and let me know if you found any instances, other instances. I found that there was a rabbit in every uh, vision story, whatever. And the first time I watched it was um, it was obvious in Theo's. Because they they kept kind of showing that there was a like a wooden carving of a rabbit in the background on his I think it's on his desk. And I kept thinking like because it was just so obvious. I was like, what the hell's the deal with the rabbit? <laughs> like, okay. And then later in um in Zelda's vision, there's a man with a rabbit mask. Yes. And that's when I was like, okay, this, there's obviously something there. Cause I mean, he's the only one wearing a mask. <laughs> I mean, he was getting ready weird. for his version of the eyes wide shut party. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh shit, this is an awesome bachelorette bachelor party. Fuck yeah. No, it wasn't even a bachelor party. That was their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the night before. Cause he could snog as much as he wanted to. No, I think that was the night of <laughs> like at your oh. wedding. He can snog as many girls as he wants or whoever Why? he wants. <laughs> well, um, and then I, I went back to look for them 
And on, uh, let's see, Roz's uh, vision, when she's uh, volunteering and uh, and looking for the, uh, or she she's volunteering and uh, she finds the the girl whose eyes they stole they stole for her. Uh, there is like a a little um, statuette, like maybe ceramic. I don't know. It's it's hard because they don't show it for very long, and it's a very short, um, kind of fuzzy uh, segment in the back. It's like on her her dresser or something. There's uh, there's a a figurine of a rabbit. Then in let's see, sorry, um, Sabrina's was the hardest to find. I believe it's a bunny in the fireplace in I think I think it's at Dorian Gray's um where she's talking to Nick and saying whatever like uh I'm not I'm not the arm candy type of girl and uh you could kind of see it in the final scene of uh from there and then with Harvey also difficult to find but I believe it's on the wallpaper in um in his room he's sharing with Howard and then Finally, with um, with Ambrose, it's a cool looking slash creepy bunny bust on Daddy B's uh, shelf by the window, like under the window. And it's it's there in his vision. But when he goes back there in real life to talk to him and say, like, you don't want me to kill the uh, the uh, the Spellman women do you he's like and you'll notice he doesn't give a no yeah, he's like i'm marrying your aunt and it's like yes that's exactly that's it not says, i am marrying no your aunt <laughs> and i i liberated you from your imprisonment it's like yeah and <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not hearing but, a no <laughs> exactly but the bunny's not there on the bust then or the bust is the, the bunny is not there then yeah so. i'm um i'm not sure i was actually looking it up while uh you're explaining where they all are and nobody else has mentioned that so yes i might- i noticed that like that's what i thought at first i thought well maybe it's just a a coincidence but then i thought like no it's it's just too obvious in theo's and with the mask and Zelda's. And I, I thought like, there's, there's gotta be something there because like, why would you have one actor in a mask of a bunny and then have like this bunny carving so prominent and like the other ones were hard to find, but still, I, I feel like there's something there. And I don't know if that's to say that like, I don't know if, like I haven't really thought deeply into it. Like if that's to say that that's uh, Lilith like burrowing into their minds, if uh, that's like, she's pulling her own magic trick of like, that might be the reason I was thinking, but I know that bunnies come up later, but not really in relation to Lilith. So I was like, kind of like, no, that can't mm. be it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I could think of is that it's like a magic trick of like pulling the butt, uh, rabbit out of the hat where it's like, don't look at what I'm doing. Yeah, Here's this look bunny. in the hat. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't look at my hands while I'm like burrowing through your minds. Just look at this cute little bunny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's I'm- just my theory. 
No, it's a good theory because like I, I even missed it and it doesn't look like anybody else online caught it. So I'm just, yeah, I mean, that's what made me question it too. I was like, well, nobody else caught it. And like, so but maybe, and then this, like this last time I rewatched it, then I, when I was looking for them, I found them. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. There's something there. Yeah. I said, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm, I'm, Thinking back, to, I'm thinking to all the future episodes we're going to watch. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah. It's... In The Magicians, the uh, bunnies kind of play a, a bit of a, a part. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was this episode. I don't know if there's anything left nope, to say just, about it. Nope, just um, next episodes build up a bit more, less filler. More, um, more, more, less filling tastes great. More plot progression, uh, characters start to develop a little more. You get a little bit more, uh, story going on. Uh, things work out a little bit more for other people. Uh, not so bad for other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Want a soda? <laughs> anyway, I feel like we kind of needed, uh, some filler after that, that, that like very densely packed episode uh, yeah. last time with Lupercalia. But then for that matter, I kind of wish that they would have just stretched out all the stuff that happened in that episode into this. But um, this one definitely feels like it was like our Halloween special. Yeah, it's, you're right. It That was kind of my issue with it to begin with was um, it's like, I don't know how this progresses anything. And it just feels like ideas that they had that because of cancellation, they never got to expand upon. And it frustrates me. Like I, I'm, I am yeah. hoping that he is, that uh, Roberto is honest about what he's trying to do and either completing it as a book or something else. Like I, I need to know if there was more to what than what the ending is. And I'm really trying not to ruin the ending for Linda right now because she doesn't know what happens. I appreciate it. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, no, it really shouldn't have ended like that. <laughs> it really shouldn't have. There was so much more that could have happened. One of the other thing I will say about this episode is uh, there's the like neon light with Cerberus Bookstore's uh, insignia. A little logo. It's like a cross with the Cerberus dog heads at like on every uh, point at the top. And I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> Which lately I've been thinking a lot about my stub life tattoo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, yeah. I got dogs on the brain. And, I've, <laughs> and I'm just all... I've got lots of stuff on the brain. Nothing, nothing related left to this episode, though. I think I got all my thoughts out. <laughs> now that I'm finished with my master's program, I'm trying to have not as many things on my brain as possible. <laughs> I'm trying to go to and my, my natural homework the status. <laughs> exactly. Like, How can I turn off brain? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And why I'm I'm enjoying that that series that the book series that <laughs> you recommended. I'm sorry, but it's nice to like not be reading something so like where you have to remember all the things that were going on and the history and the yeah 
You do realize the book series I recommended was written for, you know, young adults. It's not oh, yeah. like you have to memorize like complex plot points. It's for Oh yeah. That's okay, exactly so you're, you're it. Basically saying like simple plot points of heroin yes. bad heroin heroin bad guy and like jockey guy who's not a yes. great boyfriend. Yeah. That's Give about all you have to, to remember. Me. Yes. <laughs> and you're saying they're going like, no, that's too hard. That's what you're telling me. I've been wanting to reread uh Victor Frankel's um uh book, one of his books, and I I like I keep thinking like, no. No, I want I want that stuff where I could just like read slack jawed and <laughs> I could just be Harvey for a moment. <laughs> I think I'm done with the thinkings for a little bit. <laughs> I want my shit spoon fed to me right now. <laughs> Except for my puzzles. That book, I really, really, really want to talk to somebody about who's actually read it. There's not a lot of people yeah. who have read it. <laughs> oh, well, tell them about it. Okay, so I'm trying to um, get Linda to read uh, the Forbidden Game trilogy. It's uh, written by L.J. Smith. She's the same person who wrote the Vampire Diaries. And I, I'll i be honest, like I, we probably will read the Vampire Diaries at some point on top of covering the TV show. I love, as Linda knows, I love the TV show. I thought it was great. I was not a fan of the book series. I did oh. not like their version of Elena, her version of Elena, even though that's the original version. I liked the TV version more, um, and I just hated the character, a lot of the characters. So I never got past the first three. But the book, The Forbidden Game, I fell in love with when I read it um, back in high school. So I, and every so often when I just need something to relax to or just like a nice read, I will reread that. I've probably reread it a handful of times because it's a nice, simple trilogy read that has a um, great story. Everything wraps up. It's to me, it's, it's not perfect. It's just great. Um, young adult candy. So, and I just I wanted to read it because I need somebody else to talk about it with, because I think that there's some interesting characters in there and it'd be fun to talk about with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been enjoying it so far, but um, Jane good. also uh, introduced me to the world of puzzles, the app, and um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. You're blaming not, not me for that. you not reading now. Now I see what's happening. <laughs> oh, but Can't yeah, get no, my I've husband been to read it. the fourth um, humongous um, Attack on Titan book. Can't get my friend to read the book that I recommend because they're both playing puzzles. It's all my fault. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess if we have to, I'll let you go. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, please, please listen, subscribe, rate and review Bed Novels and Broom Flicks on Apple Podcast, uh, especially on Apple Podcast, uh, Podchaser and all those other podcasts podcast platforms <laughs> i can talk it's been gone a little while <laughs> it's a little a bit podcast i was telling Pod. jade before we recorded like i forgot how to podcast um, it's been a while um, but remember you can find uh bed ops and broomflix on facebook and on twitter at at broomflix and you can write to us at broomflix at gmail.com and that's uh b-r-o-o-m-f-l-i-c-k-s 
you know, because uh, it's broom flicks because, uh, you know, we got them delicious licks in the end and it rhymes with dicks. Broom dicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, also, check out our show at beddubsandbroomflicks.com. Uh, there you can also check out Videorama and Cage's Kiss. And last but not least, if you'd like to help support us and a local bookstore while purchasing a book or movie, uh, please purchase through our affiliate page at bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash broomflicks. And you can find me on the amazing podcast, Cage's Kiss, which we've been uh, doing off and on. We're, uh, I think we're one movie away from catching up with Cage again. Uh, and we shall be covering that soon. Also, uh, you can check me out in the second season of Four is a Crowd, where I play Mrs. Halverson. And Jane, where can the people find you? You can find me counting the little egg yolks of all those little bird eggs that follow the sky. Where do you live? <laughs> Oh, cool thing. Not not related to bird eggs, thankfully. Jane was, is in the outer realm. <laughs> no, when I was driving home today, there was a bald eagle like diving into like Ooh, one of the little ponds. And it was like it was beautiful. It was actually really cool to see. I was like, oh my God. I love living out in the country. I get to see all this really great wildlife. Ooh. Oh yeah. It's really cool. Really awesome to live out here. Oh man. I just forgot that I didn't even I didn't even cover um, Eleanor of Aquitaine, who's uh, like at the end, uh, Miss Wardwell slash Lilith has uh, a book of Eleanor of Aquitaine sitting like on top of her uh, stack of books. So anyway, um, I guess you guys could look her up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she's Smile a prominent figure. But, uh, yeah, very prominent woman in, um, the, what, the 1100s? Like, yeah. So anyway, uh, check her out. And I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song, Compass. And the next episode, we'll be finishing the Throne of Glass book series with Kingdom of Ash. We are anticipating that this might be a four-parter because... Wow. <laughs> Lot yes. to say. Lot to oh, cover. So fucking much. <laughs> this, this could have been two books, Miss Moss. This could have been two books. And <laughs> yes, then we would have really had... <laughs> I mean, but... I'm glad it's all covered. I'm glad it's done. I'm just saying that we're gonna be covering this for a while, so tuck in everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh until then, what's that got to do with my knob? Was the knobs tarot reading? That's what I'm curious about now. <laughs> Is the what hung man it? part of it? <laughs> the one well hung knob. <laughs> you see, in my mind, it's actually just like a doorknob hung from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? Oh. <laughs> like nobody knows. <laughs> it's a well hung knob. What? <laughs> God damn it. Nobody gets humor anymore. <laughs> oh.